0: Chapter 18 of Plum Pudding, of Diver's Ingredients, Discreetly Blended and Seasoned. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Craig Munns. Plum Pudding, of Diver's Ingredients, Discreetly Blended and Seasoned, by Christopher Morley chapter 18 1100 words the managing editor the city editor the production manager the foreman of the composing room and the leading editorial writer having all said to us with a great deal of sternness your copy for saturday has got to be upstairs by such and such a time because we're going to make up the page and so and so a.m. we got rather nervous if we may say so We did not like the way they said it. They spoke, and we are thinking particularly of the production manager, with a kind of paternal severity that was deeply distressing to our spirit. They are all, in off-hours, men of delightfully easy disposition. They are men with whom it would be a pleasure and a privilege to be cast away on a desert island, or in a crowded subway train. It is only just to say that they are men whom we admire greatly. When we meet them in the elevator, or see them at frank's having lunch how full of jolly intercourse they are but in the conduct of their passionate and perilous business that is of getting the paper out on time a holy anguish shines upon their brows the stern daughter of the voice of god has whispered to them and they pass on the whisper to us through a megaphone that means to say that within the hour we have got to show up with something in the neighbourhood of eleven hundred words to these magistrates and overseers with these keys typewriter keys of course we have got to unlock our heart milton thou shouldst be living at this hour speaking of milton the damp that fell round his path in wordsworth's sonnet was nothing to the damp that fell round our alert vestiges as we hastened to the salamis station in that drench this morning We ask you to observe our self restraint. We might have said, drenching downpour of silver Long Island rain, or something of that sort, and thus got several words nearer our necessary total of eleven hundred. But we scorn, even when writing against time, to take petty advantages. Let us be brief, crisp, packed with thought. Let it stand as drench while you admire our proud conscience. Eleven hundred words. What a lot could be said in eleven hundred words! We stood at the front door of the baggage car. There is an odd irony in this. The leading editorial writer, one of the most implacable of our taskmasters, is spending the summer at Seacliff, and he gets the last empty seat left in the smoker, so we, getting on at Salamis, have to stand in the baggage car. Watching the engine rock and roar along the rails, while the rain sheeted the level green fields. It is very agreeable to ride on a train in the rain. We have never known just why, but it conduces to thought. The clear trickles of water are drawn slantwise across the window panes, and one watches absently the curious behavior of the drops. They hang bulging and pendulous in one spot for some seconds, then, as they swell, suddenly they break loose and zigzag swiftly down the pane, following the slippery pathway that previous drops have made. It is like a little puzzle game where you manoeuvre a weighted capsule among pegs toward a narrow opening. Pigs in clover, they sometimes call it, but who knows why. The conduct of raindrops on a smoking car window is capricious and odd, but we must pass on. That topic alone would serve for several hundred words, but we will not be opportunists. We stood at the front door of the baggage car, and in a pleasant haze of the faculties we thought of a number of things. We thought of some books we had seen up on East 59th Street, in that admirable row of old bookshops, particularly Maury Sabin's volume of essays, The Spirit of Life, which we are going back to buy one of these days, so please let it alone. We then got out a small notebook, in which we keep memoranda of books we intend to read, and pored over it zealously. Just for fun, we will tell you three of the titles we have noted there. The Voyage of the Hopper Grass, by e l pearson people and problems by fabian franklin broken stowage by david w bone but most of all we thought in a vague sentimental way about that pleasant long island country through which the engine was hailing and hallooing all those carloads of audacious commuters only the other day we heard a wise man say that he did not care for long island because one has to travel through a number of half-built suburbs before getting into real country we felt when he said it that it would be impossible for us to tell him how much some of those growing suburbs mean to us for we have lived in them there is not one of those little framed dwellings that doesn't give us a thrill as we buzz past them if you voyage from brooklyn as we do you will have noticed two stations near jamaica called clarenceville and morris park now we have never got off at those stations though we intend to some day but in those rows of small houses and in sudden glimpses of modest tree-lined streets and corner drug-stores we can see something that we are not subtle enough to express we see it again in the scrap of green park by the station at queen's and in the brave little public library near the same station which we cannot see from the train though we often try to but we know it is there and probably the same kindly lady librarian and the children borrowing books we see it again or we did the other day in a field at Mineola, where a number of small boys were flying kites in the warm clean softly perfumed air of a july afternoon we see it in the vivid rose of colour in the florist meadow at floral park we don't know just what it is but over all that broad tract of hard-working suburbs there is a secret spirit of practical and persevering decency that we somehow associate with the soul of America. We see it with the eye of a lover, and we know that it is good. Having got as far as this, we took the trouble to count all the words up to this point. The total is exactly 1100. End of 1100 Words. Recording by Craig Munns.